This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to the internet and radio ministry of the Christian Crusaders. Do you have someone in your life who is toxic, self-absorbed, and committed to your destruction? In today's message, we're going to learn from King David how to deal with difficult people. Please stay with us for our message, David and the Spear Thrower. How should we respond when life becomes difficult, or when a person that we love begins to treat us unfairly? Worse yet, when a person we love puts our life in jeopardy. Let's explore this together and seek God's wisdom from the life of David. Would you pray with me? Dear Lord God, your word and the people in your word reveal powerful truths that are still applicable to our life of faith today. Grant us the power of your Holy Spirit to know and understand how you would bless us today in the same way you blessed David in the Holy Scriptures. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Today's scripture is recorded in 1 Samuel 18, beginning with verse 5. David went out wherever Saul sent him, and prospered. And Saul set him over the men of war, and it was pleasing in the sight of all the people, and also in the sight of Saul's servants. It happened as they were coming, 
when David returned from killing the Philistine, that the women came out of all the cities of Israel, singing and dancing, to meet King Saul, with tambourines, with joy, and with musical instruments. The women sang as they played, and said, Saul has slain his thousands, and David his ten thousands. Then Saul became very angry, for this saying displeased him. And he said, They have ascribed to David ten thousands, but to me they have ascribed thousands. Now what more can he have but the kingdom? Saul looked at David with suspicion from that day on. Now it came about on the next day that an evil spirit from God came mightily on Saul, and he raved in the midst of the house, while David was playing the harp with his hand as usual, and a spear was in Saul's hand. Saul hurled the spear, for he thought, I will pin David to the wall. But David escaped from his presence twice. Now Saul was afraid of David, for the Lord was with him, but had departed from Saul. And then it says in 1 Samuel 19, Now Saul told Jonathan his son and all his servants to put David to death. But Jonathan, Saul's son, delighted in David. Thus far we share God's word. Every person experiences life's unfairness. Every person goes through periods of suffering. And in every person's life, there'll be moments where people in the circle of relationship treat us with injustice and unfairness. Today I want us to visit about David dealing with King Saul. Every morning in Africa, a gazelle wakes up. It knows it must run faster than the fastest lion, or it will be killed. Every morning, a lion wakes up. It knows it must outrun the slowest gazelle, or it will starve to death. It doesn't matter whether you are a lion or a gazelle, when the sun comes up, you better be running. Well, in today's story, King Saul is the lion, and David is the gazelle. And David spends ten years of his life on the run, in danger from Saul. David is the prey, and King Saul is the predator. How do we deal in life with people who mistreat us? How do we deal with life when all of it feels unfair? I think David teaches us some important lessons of faith. Let's remember a little biblical history. King Saul was anointed by Samuel to be the first king of God's people. He had a prophetic gift. He had leadership qualities. He was tall and a victorious warrior. He was the type of individual that dripped with potential and every man would want his daughter to marry a man like Saul. But despite all his good qualities, King Saul at key moments lived in disobedience to God without remorse. None of us are perfect. But when we fall or when we fail, we repent of our wrong. We regret what we've done. Not King Saul. 
He was defiant in his disobedience. So God said, I've taken your kingdom, Saul, and given it to another. In another place in God's word, it says, The Spirit of God left Saul, and he knew it not. So Samuel, instructed by God, anointed David to be the next king. It's a fascinating story in 1 Samuel 16, where God reminds Samuel, human beings look at the outward appearance, but God sees the heart. It says in the book of Acts that God found in David a man who sought his heart. I wish to be that man in my faith life. Well, the proof of God's anointing with the Spirit's power in David's life was played out when he was victorious over the giant Philistine, Goliath. And Saul saw in David someone he could use for tremendous advantage. So David became a tremendously victorious soldier in Saul's army. And he became wildly popular with the people. That led to this song of the women. Saul has slain his thousands, but David his ten thousands. And in that moment, the heart of King Saul was revealed. Saul was jealous, angry, and displeased. And from that day on, Saul's heart turned against David. Saul was troubled and obsessively paranoid, insecure. Saul was difficult to trust anyone. He thought everyone was against him. He was the victim. He blamed others for his failures. He would attack anyone who he thought was a threat to his power or made him look bad. He was an emotionally unbalanced narcissist. And Saul thought the kingdom was his to possess and not God's. There was an occasion where Saul promised his daughter in marriage to David, but gave her to another. And then Saul learned that his other daughter, Michael, loved David. Perfect, King Saul thought. I'm going to require a dowry of David of proof of a hundred Philistines' lives. He'll either die in battle or become the loathed, hated target of the Philistines. But David continued to have tremendous military success and raised the dowry by killing 200 Philistines. That led up to that day where Saul was so upset emotionally. In a reactive moment, he hurled the spear trying to pin David's body to the wall as he played the harp. Do you know anyone in your life that is the equivalent of a spear thrower like King Saul, someone who is toxic, self-absorbed, and committed to your destruction, someone who wants to dangerously hurt you in order to promote themselves, someone who is willing to damage, hurt, criticize, or destroy us, someone who is truly a threat to our well-being. With words and actions, they try to bring us down. They're spear throwers. Maybe you work for them. 
Maybe when you married your dear spouse, you discovered that the extended family is filled with dysfunction and chaos, a group of spear throwers who make your life miserable. Maybe you live with someone with some form of addiction or someone that cycles with anger issues. So here's the question. How do you deal with spear throwers? How do you deal with difficult people? Eventually, King Saul sicked the whole Israeli army on David, and he spent ten years hiding out in the wilderness and in caves. So David is literally a hunted man on the run. What does David do in response? Here's where we learn important things for our faith journey. First, in the midst of his adversity and suffering, David cries out to God. Psalm 59 says, Deliver me from my enemies, O God. They lie in ambush for my life. They try to attack me. Psalm 143, David wrote, My enemy persecutes me and tries to crush my life, and I live in darkness. In his emotional terror and pain, David cried out to God. Second, David did not retaliate. He did not return evil for evil. He did not seek revenge. The Bible tells us that two different times David could have killed King Saul, but he said, I will not raise my hand against the Lord's anointed. Third, this is an important one. David prays himself through his sense of helplessness into a position of confident hope. Let me say that again. David prays himself through his sense of helplessness into a position of confident hope. When you are struggling in emotional pain, do you pray yourself through that sense of powerlessness? Fourth, even in his suffering, David praised God. Again, we read in Psalm 59, I will sing of your strength. I will joyfully sing of your loving kindness in the morning. You're my stronghold, my refuge in my distress. Fifth, David lived into his anointing. His anointing was not just proven in the slaying of giants with raw power. Another proof of the Spirit's touch on David's life was that he lived with gentleness and self-control. Sixth, David asked God for mercy. He didn't come to God and say, Lord, I've been such a good boy, I deserve it. He always came to God with humility, begging for God's mercy. And seventh, David waited for the Lord to deliver him. It says, David wrote, Wait for the Lord. Be strong. Let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for the Lord. For ten years, he lived like a wild animal in the cave, 
but his heart was waiting expectantly for God to deliver and save and rescue him. So in this whole period, what is God up to in shaping the inner heart of David? And why did Saul rule so long? Why would God allow Saul to be in that power for so long? Jean Edwards in a book, The Tale of Three Kings, writes this, God sometimes gives unworthy vessels a greater portion of power so it will be revealed for all to see the true state of internal nakedness within the man. God lets Saul reign that long to expose his weakness and his flaws for all to see. But it also says, Edwards wrote, For David, his suffering had this purpose. God wants to take the Saul out of us. In every one of us, there's this sinful leaning toward egocentricity, toward pride and jealousy and resentment and a willingness to do harm to others if it helps ourselves. God wants to take the Saul out of your heart and life. God sometimes will use suffering to purge and purify the believer's heart to shape our character to the heart of Christ. So in the midst of it all, God taught David to love the unlovely. God taught David to live without bitterness. God taught David not to live as a psychological victim wallowing in his own self-pity, but rather to trust God deeply in all things. So David's hope was in God's power, in the history of God's faithfulness, and in God's promises, and in the truth that he knew that he had been anointed for a future to serve God in his purposes. So David's hope was in God's power. That's why he said in Psalm 27, The Lord's my light and my salvation. Who should I fear? Or Paul wrote in Romans 8, If God is for us, who can be against us? The working of the Spirit is not always in the raw power of deliverance. Sometimes the working of the Spirit empowers perseverance and patient endurance so that we learn to trust God in all things. Our hope is in God's power. But our hope is also in the history of God's faithfulness. That's in the biblical witness of God's story with his people, but it's also from our personal story of God's moments of deliverance and help and grace to us in our own journey of faith. Third, our hope, like David's, is in God's promises. That's why David wrote in Psalm 139, Lord, you're intimately acquainted with all my ways, and you've laid your hand on me. Where could I go from your spirit? If I go to heaven, you are there. Even in hell, behold, you're there. And even there, your hand will lead me. 
Even the darkness is not dark to you, O Lord. We need to remember that Jesus, the Son of God, our Savior, went to the cross to absorb the worst evil that the world could hurl at him, to absorb into his own body the darkness of the world's injustice, so that we would know in our times of difficulty, adversity, and suffering, we are not alone. And the presence of Jesus within us gives us the strength to persevere in faith, no matter how dark the way. We are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ who loves us. But Then finally, David knew that he had been anointed by God for God's purposes. So in Jeremiah 29, it says, I know the plans I have for you for your welfare and not calamity to give you a future full of hope. You also, believer, are anointed by God's Spirit, and God has plans for your life, plans to bless you, and plans to... Plans to use your life for his glory. Trust the Lord, even in times where a spear thrower is trying to do you wrong, even when you go through suffering and pain and great adversity. The Lord is with you. Trust in him. Amen.
Let's pray. Lord God, you are the light in our darkness, our strength when we are weak, the one who fills us with hope to persevere through the tough times of life. Fill us with your Holy Spirit of love, so that even on those dark days, we may carry ourselves as your people, shining with your light and your love. In the name of Jesus, amen. Hear this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You've been worshiping with the Internet and Radio Ministry of the Christian Crusaders. We pray today's message has encouraged you to trust in the Lord. Even in times when a spear thrower is trying to do you wrong and you go through suffering, pain, and great adversity, trust that He's with you and has plans to bless you and use your life for His glory. Christian Crusaders has been blessed throughout our 82-year history with generous and faithful listeners who have supported this ministry with their prayers and financial gifts. If you believe in the mission of this ministry and are able to do so, we ask you to consider making a generous contribution to Christian Crusaders so we can continue bringing the good news of Jesus Christ's death and resurrection to our world. Direct your gifts to Christian Crusaders, Post Office Box 522, Cedar Falls, Iowa, 50613, or visit our website, at christiancrusaders.org. The staff and board of Christian Crusaders care deeply about the spiritual lives of our listeners. If you have a concern for which you desire prayer, please contact us by visiting our webpage and following the Is This For Me link. Our board of directors and staff are dedicated to lifting up our listeners to the throne of grace through intercessory prayer. All requests are kept confidential. If you enjoyed today's message and would like to hear it again, we invite you to visit us on the Internet. Our website address is christiancrusaders.org. That's christiancrusaders, all one word, dot org. Feel free to write or call us toll-free at Christian Crusaders. Post Office Box 522, Cedar Falls, Iowa, 50613. Our email address is cc at naz.org. Our phone number is 888-MY-FAITH. That's 888-693-2484. In the Cedar Falls, Waterloo, Iowa area, dial 277-0924. We are pleased you chose to join us this day, and we pray you will join us again next Sunday on this station. Conducting our service was the Reverend Lee Lavig. Senior Pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Spencer, Iowa, and Associate Speaker on Christian Crusaders, now in its 82nd year of continuous Sunday worship broadcasting. <laughs>